Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And we are recording from our brand new studio. Live in our new studio. It's our dining room. Don't it's get excited. It's our dining room in our new apartment. But it is yellow. Yeah. Which is funny because our last studio was also yellow. So it also has a red ceiling. It has a red ceiling. That that wasn't true of our That wasn't place. true of the old place, but... And there's no carpeting. Yep. So if you're detecting a subtle change in our timbers... That's why. Uh, but yes, we're coming to you live from the piles and piles of boxes we still have not unpacked. Eliza is still here, but she's a little grumpy. She's a little grumpy. She didn't like moving. Um, yeah, we don't have anything unpacked in here, so it's making the acoustics a little bit better. Yep. We'll have to see how it works once we actually unpack stuff. Oh, man. But we're, we're glad to be back, and we are here with a brand new episode of Will and Grace. We're and back. Surprise to both of us, because Tess forgot, and I didn't know, obviously. Yep. Uh, yep. We've got a double-sized episode for you this week. Double episode. What does it mean? <laughs> uh, it's also a flashback episode. Flashback. So it's a really great episode for us to come back to. Oh my it, god, but. it was super duper fun. Like, I completely forgot this was coming, so we like sat down to watch this. Uh-huh. We were both like, yeah, we're just going to watch Moon Grace. And like, it, it's just such a good episode. Well, so. I knew it was a flashback episode because I just did show notes, which I hopefully you've read by now. Yes, check them out there on Medium. <laughs> so when I put in last week, the new episode for, you know, next episode is, I saw it was a flashback, but I didn't see that it was double-sized. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really packed in a lot of stuff this episode. Oh my gosh, this episode is jam-packed. It is like almost more than double-stuffed. It's like yeah. triple-stuffed. So uh, let's get started, and yeah. we'll see what we can cram in, and however long it takes. Good stuff, some stuff. Yeah, now in this sounds episode. sexual. This is rated explicit. It's it's already rated explicit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, this episode is called Lows in the Mid '80s. In a flashback to Thanksgiving 1985, co-ed Grace invites her college boyfriend Will home to meet her family, but their romantic relationship swerves when a conflicted Will phones a teenage Jack for some crucial advice. Carrie meets Rosario for the first time. Yes, that all happens. Mm-hmm. I think we could talk about Karen and Rosario for the first time really fast. Just oh, yeah. Just because it's uh, kind of a fleeting rejoinder yes, so throughout the whole episode. Real quick backstory as to what's going on this episode. We, so we have this framing device happening mm-hmm. where there's a girl at a bar and she's crying because her boyfriend is kind of like cooled off on their relationship and they were super serious. And she doesn't know why. And basically she gives them like two details about him. One, that he's like, a dance major yep. and... And basically, like, everyone's, like, they sit her down to tell her the story of how Will and Grace broke up their romantic relationship. So that she understands that her boyfriend is gay. Yes. But while this is happening, Karen is not in that story, and she (laughs) is not liking that. So she kind of just keeps interjecting her own story of Uh the 80s, and it's really funny. I think that subplot was especially hilarious in the fullness of the episode. Yes. Because as it kept happening, it just kind of seemed like... Karen is dancing with the Shah of Iran. Right. And then, like, Karen is breaking up with a bunch of people to get this with Stan. And, like, once you get to the end of it, you realize that it's all lead up to her meeting Rosario for the first time. Right. Which is a very brief and very cute segment where they basically just yell at each other. Yes, it's very nice. But in that scene, it's also really funny because Karen is bisexual. Mm-hmm. She breaks up with two men and a woman. Who is a, uh... What is it? Six time, nine time Some, uh, tennis a, champion. A number of time yeah. Wimbledon champion. Yes. I think. I think it was Wimbledon. Yeah. Uh, so that was a, a fun, quirky development. Yes, and it was really funny because like the person who she breaks up with is like, "But Karen, I was straight before I met you." And she's <laughs> like, "Sorry, the heart wants what it wants," and just like kind of like congas away. Congas away. It's beautiful. She also has the greatest wig happening yeah. in this scene. It's amazing. So I think just from that alone, that alone would make the flashback worth it. But what we get for the rest of the episode is such a more complete, well-told flashback story. I think it it, it works really well because it gets us to in, 
to learn more about the background of these characters without them ever feeling out of character. Yes. If that makes sense. I thought it was very a very great depiction of the characters. All of the characters felt really organically themselves. Yes. But also very organically in their late teens. Yeah. I mean, in this episode, it's uh, what we decided it was. It's Will and Grace's freshman year. I think that's what they said. It's their fre- it, Or at the very least, we know it's Grace's freshman year. I don't think we're 100% on it, whether or not it's Will's, yeah. but I think we can probably assume... But they're going assume... home for Thanksgiving, and they've been dating for three months, and yes. it's very new. It's very new. And Jack is still in high school. Which is hilarious. And like, he has braces. I just... I just... I knew that Jack must be younger than Will and Grace, but I just didn't think about it that hard. Mm-hmm. So Don't idea... think about it too hard. Too, too hard. <laughs> you can't do that every time I say that. Yes, I can. Um, so it makes sense that he would be in high school, but it's just hilarious that they would have still met at the same time. Oh, yeah. I because just... Jack is just trolling college guys' parties oh, looking my for God. guys to hook up with. I genuinely love the idea of, like, 17-year-old Jack just, like, showing up at dorms, mm-hmm. like, crashing parties, and just, like, being like, hey... How gay are you right now? <laughs> I just, I love the idea of like 16, 17 year old Jack, like pushing dudes out of the closet on yep. a regular basis. Yes. It sort of reminded me of that episode of Girls, um, where Elijah and Hannah crash the undergrad party mm-hmm. when Hannah's in the Iowa Writers Workshop and uh, Elijah's hooking up with that guy in the bathroom and he's like, I'm not gay. And he's like, yeah, me either, bro. Like, <laughs> like that's just kind of my like image of what Jack is like in these right. parties. Is he just like, like, gently yeah. nudging these guys. You tell you whatever you want, buddy. Yeah, yeah just like, keep doing that with your hand. Yeah, I was that's great. so straight when I was giving you a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a really fun idea. It takes us to the 80s, which I also think mm-hmm. is a really... Obviously, like, the A's are super popular now. Right. So it's obviously a period where there's a lot of connection. Right. But I don't think in, like, 2000, there was a lot of 80s nostalgia no. just yet. And I think it's perfect in that sense because it takes us back to the 80s in a, per- I, w- I don't want to say more authentic way, but a, a different way. It's kind of like they're looking back on it with less nostalgia. Uh-huh. So they're not really looking at it through, like, those rose-colored glasses. Right. They're not really, like, sugarcoating it. Right. So, like, the fashion, especially, is super yeah. awkward. Like, we, I feel like when you go back to the 80s now, you get, like, a real, like, very one-note mm-hmm. way of viewing the fashion. Like and it's, it's, like, perfect. It's all, right. the big hair looks amazing, right. you know? It's the, all, like, that specific big hair look. Everyone's wearing a bunch of different colors, but they all go together. Right. And they're always doing, like, kind of a flash dance thing. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I thought this worked better because it was probably more realistically based on, like, the peop- like actual fashion yeah. in the 80s. Like, literally no one has good hair until Grace at the very end. Right. Like, we have... When she has her own hair, basically. Right. We have this beautiful, like, asymmetrical perm that yeah. she's rocking for the first half of the episode. Will has kind of, like, a flock of seagulls look. I think my dad had that haircut mm-hmm. when I was born looking And then thing. Will has a mullet later. It's so ugly. It's terrible. But like, and Jack kind of has like the flock of seagulls thing going on. And then like later he sort of has this like, this like really like elegantly disheveled, clearly mm-hmm. over gelled thing. Yep. Kind of happening. And it's just the fact. It's bad. And it's I, bad. And it's not afraid to get bad. I think part of that is just that they obviously didn't intend to do it in the 80s in the sense that like they crafted these characters specifically so they could have a flashback in the right. 80s. Like, like it seems like they sat down did the math and went, when would these kids have been in college? And went, oh, 85. Okay, well, we just had to recreate 85. Right. And then they just did. You right, know and I mean? they did it so well. Like, I mean, Ellen, which, by the way, Rob and Ellen are back. Ugh. But Ellen is there, and she's, like, full-on Madonna-ing. Yeah. Which I think is so great, because I feel like that's something that's totally underrepresented in 80s nostalgia. Right. Like, no one understands how many people were just trying to be Madonna. And then, like, Rob and, to a lesser extent, Will's look is just, like, 
that polo look that your dad had until mm-hmm. like five years ago when he finally started like moving out of the eighties. <laughs> right. But, like you know that look. Like if you're they're a certain age, they're wearing like the polo shirts with the mom jeans. Like yeah. that's what they've got. Yeah. And Rob is really doing it, and Will is, like, slowly transitioning out of it a little bit. Right. Like, Will, like, we see him later once he's come out in, like, a turtleneck. Like, mm-hmm. a tight-fitting turtleneck yeah. with an oversized jacket. And that's a lot more gay. Yes, it is. Um, But when he's still being straight, like, he dressed like my dad did. Like, mm-hmm. I can see baby pictures of my father where he's wearing those exact right. outfits. So, I, I think it's really fascinating to watch this episode just from a visual perspective. Oh, yeah. Because it's so interesting to see a portrayal of the 80s. Not from the 80s time period, but also not from our current time period, which is retro 80s. Yeah, like, that's the thing is, like, even, like, Friends did a few episodes that take place in the 80s, but they're they're looking back on it in a much more nostalgic way, and I feel like they have very specific looks that they go for, whereas Mm -hmm. this kind of is just all over the place. Like, everyone is just sort of doing their own thing. Yeah. And then there's even, like, the decoration style, like, the huge-ass computer in the Mm -hmm. background of Will's dorm room like the sheets in grace's sister's yeah. room that are all like pastel and weird and the poster of kevin bacon yeah like it's it just feels a lot more authentic i think because they're not trying so hard to bring yeah. up nostalgia they're just trying really hard to like make an 80s set or i want to take a second to talk about something you just mentioned uh you mentioned offhand that it was like friends doing flashbacks yes and i think this show you know with uh with friends being on the same network as well and grace um, this felt very similar to the Friends flashbacks, but it also felt kind of like the How I Met Your Mother flashbacks. A, a little lot. bit, yeah. I feel like, I think especially the, the narrative device that they used in this felt yeah. very How I Met Your Mother. It felt, it felt very transitional in a way. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely similar to the Friends flashbacks, which would have happened, started happening several years before this. Right. Because of how Will and Grace and Friends are staggered. Right. Um, but this would definitely still be happening before How I Met Your Mother started doing yeah. Uh, started airing. Right. And How I Met Your Mother starts with flashbacks right from the beginning because that's the kind of show it is. Right. Like the show's whole premise is a bunch of flashbacks. Right. But it felt it felt very much like the, the setup was a How I Met Your Mother setup. Well, yeah, because I mean, it kind of, the way they're telling the story to Pam mm-hmm. is very much so like kids. Right. The way that I met your Aunt Robin. Blah, and How I Met Your Mother blah, blah. has actually done this exact setup several times oh, yeah. where they, they bring in a random person to the group and they tell them a story. I mean, it happens three or four times. Yeah, I think it happens like once a season show. for a while there. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, so it's a tried and true narrative conceit. Yeah. But I feel like this is, I want to. I don't want to say definitively it's the only time Will and Grace does it. Okay. But it's like one of the few times I remember mm-hmm. being like very impactful. Interesting. And I feel like the way they do it, it's just, it's so well done. Yeah. Like I have very little to critique this episode on. Yeah. Like well, it was, it's the perfect balance of those two styles. Yes. It's, like, it's very much, a from a meta watching TV perspective, it's a perfect transitional moment from one kind of flashback to another kind of flashback. Yeah. Where you get certain details right for the comedy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, I mean, you get those kind of, like, those nice tropes that you get when you have a flashback episode where, like, someone else takes over the story and it includes, like, a weird thing that you know didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And Yes. Like that when, also was very high much your mother, where right, like, like characters would take over the story and say something. Right, like there's that moment when Jack takes over the story, and then Jack is like, "Will, I know you're in love with me," and like yeah. Will's like, "That's not what happened," and, <laughs> right. it, and then they like recut, they like recut the scene right, so that right. it's Will actually saying what Will actually says. Yep. And I don't know, I just. I really liked it. I really, really liked it. I forgot this was the next episode we were watching. I was so happy when it was. <laughs> I, feel, I I just, I love this episode, like, truly and honestly have loved it since the first time I saw it. But I mm-hmm. love it more now looking back on it. Yes. Um, well, and it's, it, 
as someone who hasn't seen the show before, it's great to finally see more of these scenes that have been alluded to yeah. for the course of two and a half years. Right. Like, the last time we got really any hint about this mm-hmm. is, um, I want to say it was in Homo for the Holidays, when we have that moment where Will retells the story of Jack coming up to him and being like, aren't you tired yet? Yeah. And so the fact that in this episode we get what that scene actually looked like yeah. and how really raw but also playful it was. Like, yeah. I really, really liked it because you can tell that's something that stuck with Will, mm-hmm. which is probably why he remembers it in a much more serious way than it actually plays yes. out. Um, but I, I just, actually, for someone who's normally a continuity stickler, I kind of love that the scene as they tell it here was not exactly the same as they tell it in that other sequence. Yes. Because I think that actually speaks a lot to what Will is trying to do in that sequence when he's yeah. talking to Jack. No, absolutely. Because and also the creators didn't want to use that line again. Right. Whatever. Who cares? But I just mean like it does, it works really well because even, the, it's kind of a retcon, but it works mm-hmm. because it really does communicate how Will has remembered that moment. Yes. And how he's using it in that sentence with Jack to like mm-hmm. reiterate like why being yourself is for the best. Yeah. I think maybe one thing we can say about this episode as a whole is it really shows how much the the strength of the bond that Will and Grace have and the strength of the bond that Will and Jack have. Yes. And we can talk about kind of each of those separately. Yeah, but no, I think that's definitely one of the strengths of this episode is that it doesn't downplay either relationship mm-hmm. for Will. Because it, Will and Grace as a show always has, I don't want to say a problem with, but like Karen is always the outsider in the group. Right. Will has a really strong relationship with Grace and Will has a really strong relationship with Jack. And in this episode we get to see the beginnings of one of those relationships mm-hmm. and what looks like it's going to be the end of another one. Right. Like, in this, in essence, we're getting to be in of both of those relationships. Yes. But because Will and Grace's, like, initial start is so bumpy, mm-hmm. like, we kind of also get the backstory of where they start from. Like, they yeah. don't have one of those moments where they, like, meet and they're instantly, like, best friends. Right. They met and they dated. Yeah. And, like, I know as a couple of people who met and dated mm-hmm. and had to, like, find our way through that to get to this beautiful friendship yeah. we have. like Well, and to jump ahead a little bit, like, we weren't, like, really, really friends before we started dating. No, we like, really were Like, we had weren't. similar friend groups, but, like, we wouldn't have hung we out were, by like, ourselves. We were friendly, but we weren't really, like, properly friends. Yeah. And, yeah, so it, it was, to me, a little bit nice to see kind of, like, our relationship re- represented on TV. Yeah. Like, it's not often that you see something quite like that like mm-hmm. you get the girl and gay trope right and sometimes you get the girl and gay who used to date trope but something but it's very rare to get the girl and gay trope where the characters are as in love as will and grace are in this episode right and that's really fascinating to watch because so many times on this show will and grace have described themselves as being in love and yeah. you know, like not like a non-romantic love right but they are with this flashback we're seeing them in these early early days and they are expressing that same sentiment possibly even stronger yeah because now they're not hung up on a bunch of other issues that they're dealing with like they're really because so much of this episode Will is presenting as straight Mm -hmm. they're allowed to say things like I love you like I really want to be with you that sort of thing yeah like I can't imagine my life without you sort of stuff like stuff where they once they're they're not actually together their friendship kind of gets in the way of that right sometimes. like I think that the, one of the beautiful things about letting them be in a romantic relationship in this episode is that it kind of like kind of gives them like a little bit of an innocence like mm-hmm. where they're not jaded and they're not afraid to express their feelings yes. so like that's really that's really, really while true they, they definitely struggle because they aren't quite there on the connection level where they can mm-hmm. like confide in one another yes they they kind of they can express those sorts of things with a lot more ease like yes. they're like literally they're simpler emotions yes it's simpler to just say I love you when it's like boyfriend girlfriend than like I but love can't you spit out I love you because I'm gay and we have a different relationship right. than you want. You know what I mean? Right. And like they have 
there's something that, like, stuck out to me and, like, made me feel all feelsy and friendshipy. And Grace, I think, is talking to Alan, who I fucking mm-hmm. hate, but whatever. And she's saying, <laughs> while they're still dating, that she thinks Will is her soulmate. And I think that's that's kind of the central thesis of the show, is that Will is her soulmate. Yes. But they haven't figured out yet how to do that and yes. what works. And that's kind of the whole show, is mm-hmm. sort of them figuring out how they can have this connection but, like, not be romantic partners. Well, and to a lesser extent, I think that show plays with that idea with Will and Jack, too. Yes. Who are characters who also have a really strong, intense connection from the beginning. Yes. One which we're actually almost... I think this season especially, we're really seeing for the first time. Yeah, I think so. I think we've gotten hints at it before. Like, Like, they've always been friends. But, like, it's very clear that they have a relationship that's almost as strong as the one Will and Grace have. Yeah, and I feel like it's often downplayed just because Jack as a character is sort of treated like a clown. Yeah. But, like, I feel like in this episode, but also in this season, and a little bit last season, we're really starting to kind of get into the depths of that of how, right. that closeness, that relationship. I mean, it was literally only last episode that a psychic told Will that he was going to spend the rest of his life with Jack. And Will flipped the fuck out. Right. And it was really funny, but, like, also he's going to spend the rest of his life with Jack. Right. I just think that this episode is so pivotal for all these characters, and it's so nice to see them in this early stage where it's simple and it's mm-hmm. easy, before yeah. life gets in the way. Yeah, it's... I feel like every show should have an episode where we get to see the characters in college. Like I think so too. I just I feel like it explains so much that we have questions about about like mm-hmm. why exactly there is this underlying tension between Will yeah. and Grace. I will say one thing that this show does better than Friends in that regard is I don't like how Friends like shoehorns it so all the characters secretly know each other in college. Mm-hmm. I think that's unnecessary. I think yeah. Will and Grace did a really funny job of not having them all know each other because Karen obviously wouldn't know them. Right, because Karen's totally different. She's older and was yeah. like off partying with like a right. She was in her like early thirties. Right, whatever. so like it wouldn't make sense for them to know each other, but it yeah. would make sense for her and Rosario to meet each other in a club yes. when Rosario is selling yes. cigarettes and they and for them to click and be together forever. Yes. Very beautiful. I thought that was nice. I think this episode is also interesting because in coming out to Grace, it's the first time that Will and Grace really, really confide in each other. Yeah. Because... And uh, it's a disaster! It's a complete disaster. Not that when they confide in each other now, it's not a disaster. It often is. But I think it's really telling that these characters who are soulmates and are really close, like, still have problems getting it together because of their own personal hang-ups. Yeah. And the combustibility of the relationship. Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like sometimes being so close to someone also kind of means that your relationship can be a little bit more volatile. I mean, obviously we know that. Yeah, I think we know that. Um, <laughs> as, as demonstrated by the number of times we shouted at each other while oh we were moving. Oh my god. I love you. I'm so glad we're friends. <laughs> I'm so glad we're done moving. <laughs> I mean, and also too. that we're friends. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. I I feel like I, I liked that this is the first time we really see them combined in one another. Mm-hmm. And I also kind of like that they are able to come back from it being a complete failure. Yes. Not for a while. No, it takes some time. And I like that time too. Time apart. Yes. Notably. But it's, it's interesting because the episode kind of foreshadows it without us realizing it. Because in the beginning of the episode, when they're dating... Um, they talk about their relationship, mm-hmm. but not with each other. Yes. They talk about it with Rob and Ellen separately. Yes. We actually don't see Will and Grace talk to each other that much in the early moments of the episode. No, they, like, Will kinda... and Grace talk to Rob and Ellen. Right. Will talks to Jack. Yep. And then, like, already we're at, like, Thanksgiving, we're at Thanksgiving. with her family. Like, they don't really talk right. to each other until they're in bed together. Yeah. and Which th- is indicative of a lot of people's early relationships. And also indicative of a lot of people's problems in heterosexuality. Right. But that's a story for another time. 
I, it just all kind of culminates in the sequence where Grace thinks that she has to get Will to sleep with her mm-hmm. or the relationship is doomed. Right. And Will's like, but what if I didn't sleep with you because if you ask me to sleep with you, our relationship will end on the spot. Yes. Because it's... Will is in an awkward place that I can really sympathize with where he is completely aware that he's gay on the one hand, but, like, hasn't actually finished processing that, mm-hmm. so has to, like, continue operating on a straight level. That makes sense. Like, I think for a lot of gays now, that kind of overlaps with, like, their bisexual phase. Sorry. Thank but, like, you. for Will, that's not really an option, like, because bisexuality doesn't exist until 1993 or whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Karen is clearly bisexual in this episode. <laughs> Karen is bisexual and it's the 80s. Okay, fuck you. But I think for Will, he is still in this stage where he knows something is not right, but he just keeps pushing through and going through the motions mm-hmm. and having his best guy friend and having a girlfriend and going to visit the girlfriend's parents and mm-hmm. sleeping with the girlfriend. And that's where he draws the line. Yeah, like... And I, not very well. Not very well, but I, I think that is very indicative also of just the, the like, elevated level that sex is put on, especially mm-hmm. in romantic relationships, especially in, like, the Bible thump in 80s, where, like, yeah. we're, re, we're being very, like, retro and conservative, and, like, so sex is a big deal, right. like, like, in caps, as, neon light. As this, the episode is staged, like, Will gets out of having sex with Grace by telling her that he wants to wait till marriage. Yep. Which is, like, I mean, like... Wow, our debauched time. But, like, in the 80s, like, oh, that makes sense. I would totally do that. Of course, they'll probably get married in three months. Right. So they can have sex. Right. But, of course, it backfires because, A, you can't just tell someone you're going to marry them. Right. To not have sex with them. Like, that's not a long-term solution. That is a bad solution. (laughs) But it's also a bad solution with Grace in particular because, of course, Grace runs downstairs and tells her entire family. Yes. Including Debbie Reynolds, who is here and amazing. Debbie Reynolds is here! Um, and she sings. And she sings, and it's so happy. But, like, the problem is that because, first of all, because it's only a, a double episode, and you've mm-hmm. still got to cram stuff in, and because it's Grace, the resolution of that promise has to happen so much faster. Mm-hmm. Like, Will panics and thinks he can just say something to get out of the situation. Right. But it just makes it worse, and it makes right. it more hurtful when he finally has to come out to her. Right. Like, I think... And I'm just going to be honest, I completely relate to Grace here just because I was this teenager. Um, so she wants to have sex with Will, mm-hmm. in part because she wants to have sex. Right. But also because she feels really emotionally connected to him, and in her mind, this is the next the next level. This is the next thing you do. You're welcome. Thank you. Whatever. Fuck <laughs> you. Um, but so because he proposes to her, she's like... Oh, my God. That's an emotional connection above having sex. We obviously right. don't have to have sex now. But it also kind of makes her want him more. Like, yeah, it does. And so, like, she kind of, <laughs> like, after he proposes, but before she, like, runs off to tell her parents, she, like, kind of ta- tries to tackle him again, being like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you love me so much. And so, like, that's like that's kind of why he brings out the proposal, Bob, because right. every time he tries to, like, deeper the emotional connection, the more attracted to him she is. Right. And it's she's, a classic catch play too. Right. Where, like, the more he does to try to get out of it, the more she wants to have him. Right. But I think that's indicative of Will not understanding how to actually get out of the situation, which yes. is not to make emotional promises to her, right. and just to be honest with her. Well, I think that's the thing, is they're still kids, so they're, like, making these big emotional promises to one another without having any fucking clue what it means to be honest with one another. Yes. Like, they're in college. They don't know what honesty is, because they don't know shit about shit. I'm gonna be honest, as a 27-year-old, I still have problems with emotional honesty in relationships. Not that I've had one any time recently. What? You have problems with emotional honesty? You can't talk. You are the queen of emotional dishonesty. No, 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 no. No. I am the queen of dropping all of my emotional honesty, which is pent-up hostility and the fact that I don't like the person, Ah. as I'm dumping them. That is fair. That is more your thing. Because I'm a monster. (laughs) 
but I'm single. <laughs> hey, ladies and gents, if you want to hit me up, I'm on Tumblr. Let's talk about the actual breakup coming out sequence. Because yes. I think, again, with the lack of the rose color and nostalgia feel, mm-hmm. I feel like this episode really gets at a core, like, issue and doesn't sugarcoat it. And really, really, I'm proud of Will and Grace for this, doesn't immediately pivot away from it. Yes. We don't get the Will and Grace, like, moment of emotional honesty pivot away thing. Like, the mm-hmm. episode, because it's longer, and I could go on for 20 minutes about how I think hour-long comedy should be a thing. Because Just know that he does. The hour, because the episode is longer, it gives the dramatic elements within the comedy more room to breathe. Yeah! We can have a sequence where a character comes out to another character and there's not a simple resolution. Yeah! No, she's pissed. She and cries. rightfully pissed. And it's legit! Like, it's actually, it's kind of horrifying how much she cries. Like, Eric McCormick ends up winning an Emmy for this episode, but I think but, like, if Deborah Messing's crying had been a little bit more orthodox, she could have too. Ah, uh, yeah. It's really honest. Yeah, it's real. It's very raw. It's not attractive at all. No. It's It's kind of hard to watch her yeah. be so upset. Because this is, a. I mean, for Will, this is, and they even say this in the episode, for Will, this is a moment of triumph. Yeah. This is him admitting to himself what who he is. And it, like... And you can see on his face and in his reactions that he just wants her to support him. Yes. He just wants his and best friend. He's excited as he's saying it, but he's also upset because he's not getting his best friend's support. Right. For Grace, she doesn't have any of that. No, this is not a this is not good news to her. Mm-hmm. Five minutes ago, she thought she wasn't getting engaged to the love of her life to her soulmate. Yes. And then he's like, um, oh, by the way, I'm gay. And, so obviously uh, we need to break up. We should probably not get married. And she's <laughs> just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And I thought that was a very genuine reaction. And I liked that the show gave her time to be pissed. Right. To get drunk with her girlfriends and complain about him. Yeah. To like be mad and tell everybody because mm-hmm. he really hurt her. Yeah. And like I understand like coming out as an emotional journey and like I don't ever want to like detract from like how being honest with yourself is important. But the way he went about it was just cruel and mm-hmm. like she is allowed to be angry with him well i think it's there's not there's not really a good solution for it because the no. longer he waited the worse it was yes and so i think he made the right decision obviously right like it, i'm not ever saying that he shouldn't have come out to her i'm but s- doing it so much sooner would have solved so many problems yes. like literally he could have done it on the train to schenectady and avoided a lot of this problem right it's just it's it's so, so well done. Mm-hmm. And I think it really speaks to the fact that, because after they break up, they don't really talk for a while, it speaks to how long it takes Grace to find some positivity mm-hmm. in this. You know what I mean? For her to realize, yes, Will's my best friend, and I need to support him, mm-hmm. and this is not the end of the world, and right. we're in our 20s, and we're going to move on, and we're going to be happy. Right, and I feel like one thing that they definitely have that I know personally we didn't have is that he came out to her as they were still in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that definitely warranted the time apart. Yes. Like, because it kind of went from zero to 60 real quick. And then went from 60 to zero. Exactly. Like, it just, it sped up and slowed down so fast that I don't think either of them had time to really process it out together. Yes. Whereas at least with you and I, we had been broken up for like two years by the time mm-hmm. we came out to one another. So, right. like, we had that separation from the romantic part mm-hmm. of our relationship before we were like, let's... But I think we still kept it separate, our yes. own separate processing. Like, we yes. weren't really close friends until after both of us came out to each other. Yes. I think that was kind of like the jumping off point for us to kind of wade back exactly. into the waters of friendship. Which, I mean, I think the episode kind of suggests is true for Will and Grace in a certain sense. Right. But I feel like they But all... because it's so much more volatile, they don't right. have that. That's the thing is, they had 
just such a more volatile starting point. And so yes. it's almost more impressive to me yes. that it only took them a year to kind of get their shit together and right. start talking again. Yeah. Like, it took us way longer, and we didn't even, like, we didn't come out to each other while we were dating. No. Like, yeah. Did you guys know we used to date? <laughs> we're not a couple now, though. Nope. Get it? It's the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we're funny. Ha ha. Ha ha. I mean, we can talk a little bit about ourselves. Okay. That's the point of this podcast. All right, we can talk about ourselves. Um, I we we broke up as I was getting ready to go to college. Mm-hmm. We dated for like a little less than two years. Yes. Uh, about a year and eight months. Yeah, and I think I broke up with you like three weeks before yes. I left for college. Yeah, so Matthew broke up with me over the phone. Sorry. Still a little salty about it. It's fine. It's only been like a bajillion years. It's been um not quite ten years since we broke up. Yeah. It will be 10 years in next August. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Because we just celebrated our 10th anniversary. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But so but I, we broke up for reasons that were clearly about us not communicating in the way that Will and Grace did not communicate. Right. But so, we didn't have that moment where one of us actually, like, came out to each other. Came out to each other. Right. <laughs> right. So Not that you coming out to me would have broken up our relationship. Although it probably could have. I'm kind of an asshole. <laughs> I, okay, sure. I don't think you coming out to me as bisexual would have broken up our relationship. Oh, yeah. I do think you telling me that you had a secret relationship with your best friend who you didn't immediately stop being best friends with and were still friends with while we were dating. And we're still friends with them, yes. That would have that would have been breakup worthy. That's fine. That's Obviously fair. the gay thing would have been more of a breakup. Yes. But I wouldn't have come out to you as gay even if I was there. I'd probably come out to you as bisexual. Yeah, well, fucking gay men and their bisexual fades. Mm, it's sorry. fine. It's not personal. I, I know. It just, it hurts me. <laughs> it hurts me and my people. But it uh, it was a very different situation. I yeah. think in part because uh, for me, I was having trouble elucidating good reasons to break up with you. You literally gave me the reason we're just different people. We're two different people. But that's the thing is that I couldn't, I wasn't where Will was. And I'm just like, of course we're different people. What the fuck? <laughs> Like, but I literally I, was like, I, I don't understand. Is I this news? Right. I couldn't elucidate the reasons that Will is able to because he's older and has more experience and right. is more comfortable with himself and has a new Wait, gay best friend. I just mean, there's a, there's honestly, it's a, there's a big difference between being 18 and being 19, yeah. I think. When you go off to college, a lot of stuff happens. And I don't think it would have been healthy for us as friends to be dating while I was in college anyway. Probably not, but I feel like at the time we hadn't talked about it. No. Was kind of the problem. Not that that's a recurring theme in any of my relationships. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was a year younger than Matthew in school. You're still a year younger I'm than me. I'm still a year younger than you, but I was a year behind him in school. Mm-hmm. So he was leaving for college and I would have had one more year of high school. Yeah. I mean, I did have what it happened. Right. Um, but so we had never really talked about what was going to happen to us once he mm-hmm. left for school. We just both kind of like existed in a game of chicken like well right. we're just gonna stay together until so instead of talking about it someone breaks up with the other right. person it's I not was, gonna be me right we, instead of talking about it I just broke up with her yeah which is rude yeah well I'm sorry it was it was especially rude because like the day before you'd just gotten some teeth pulled and I like went over to your house to like take care of you and like yeah, check in sorry. and you were like all doped up and you're like I'm gonna miss you so much next year and I'm like I'm only gonna be an I hour I was gonna away. miss you so much well I didn't fucking know you were gonna break up with me huh <laughs> that would have made a lot more sense at the time I probably didn't know I was gonna break up with you that day either I really think that your mom had something to do with it you went on a long weekend vacation with your family and somehow mm. we broke up and I'm not saying it's because your mom hated me, but I'm thinking it maybe had something to do with the fact that your mom hated me. Well, it's me. really hard when everyone in your life hates someone that you care about 
Just Everybody care about that person. No, I'm just saying that. What? I'm, before you get uppity, I'm just trying to make the comparison that you didn't like my ex boyfriend, and then I well, broke up with him. He was a bitch. Well, okay. To but, me. But I think with <laughs> my mom's from my brother's perspective, you were probably a bitch to her. I was very nice to her. I got confirmed for her. Okay. Well, I think you can confirm for me. Sure. I'm just, I'm just trying to point out that when I got confirmed for my grandpa. Yeah. Okay. Cute. Hi, grandpa. You're dead. That's sad. <laughs> I'm just trying to point out that it's it's important that the people that you care about are also cared about by the other people you care about. And when it's that's not the case, it's hard to decide what to do in that situation. I understand that. I do. But, like, I'm still a little salty and broke up with me on the phone. I'm, I understand that. And I've apologized several but times. I'm at least glad that you didn't propose marriage to me. And then I, I would never propose me. marriage to you on the phone. Okay, good. I was going to say, rude. Oh my god, speaking of, do you remember that marriage project you had to do for your sociology class your yes, senior year? And how you had to propose to the person that you were, like, proposing to? And so, like, you walked out of gym class, and I was coming out of German class, and we, like, met up in the hall, and we were so cute. We were, like, holding hands, and you're like, hey, do you want to get married? And I, like, literally, like, laid an egg. Like, <laughs> I almost shit my pants. I'm like, I... What? And you're like, for my social project. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. What the fuckity hell? It's Jesus. good to know that my sense of comic timing started so young. Oh my God. I literally like thought I was going to like, my bowels were going to become loose. Well, I'm glad that you didn't Jesus develop loose bowels when I proposed loose, marriage loose to you. Loose stools. I think this episode, much like us, ends on a optimistic note. Yes. First of all, I just liked from a cinematographic standpoint the shot where Will and Grace, first of all, they're walking in the rain and fighting, which it's, I love fighting in the rain. Fighting in, in the rain. In real life good. and in movies. It's beautiful. Just we did rain it, in general. We did it once outside of a Jimmy John's at three in the morning and then we were drunk. Where was it raining that day? Yeah. Oh, that's right. We were screaming at each other. It was very in the notebook. That was the time when I yelled at that guy who came over to like see if we were Oh my god, okay. no. The guy that came over to be like, is he abusing you? And you were like, dude, back off! And it was like... <laughs> Which was probably not... <laughs> it was like the most hyper-masculine I've ever seen you. And then I'm like trying to explain to the guy. I'm like, no, he's gay! Like, <laughs> no, he was wrong. And I'm like, no, no, he's gay. It's fine. <laughs> he, he threatened you he's and not me. Threatened me. Well, he was like, bro. From my drunk standpoint, he was threatening us. <laughs> He's like, bro, are you okay? To I me. needed to defend us from his inquiries. <laughs> it stopped us from fighting. We did stop fighting. Immediately after I freaked out at that dude. Did we eat the Jimmy Johns before we fought? I think we ate it while we were fighting. Just like viciously eating yeah. a sandwich, like a slim one, just biting the head but off. But anyways, of what I was what I was trying to say before we started talking about yelling at each other. Right, cinematography. And the rain. Just the shot where Will and Grace are fighting, and then they walk past the delicatessen in the rain, and then 80s Will and Grace come out of the delicatessen. Yeah. And it's it's so cute because the episode ends for both versions of Will and Grace on the same note, which is like Will asking if they're going to be fine. Yep. And Grace saying, we will be. It's so cute. And I think that is just, like, that is kind of, in a certain sense, that's the show's dynamic in a nutshell, which mm-hmm. is that, like, Will and Grace are are perfect for each other, except that they're not romantically perfect for each other. Mm-hmm. And that causes so much conflict. But whenever they fight, they will be fine. Yeah, even if it takes a while. Yeah. I think I like that's... That. I like that. I love that as a... Like, it's not... They are never at any point saying that they're fine now when they're really not fine. Yeah. I think that's a really mature opinion to have. Yeah. It's especially mature for them when they're in their 20s. Right. Like, that's... It's impressive. But I think... It, I think at both points, like, because we didn't really talk about this much in this episode, but there's a, a 11th hour reveal that Will had sex with a woman after he broke Named up with Diane. Grace. Named Diane. 
Um, which is not important. It just gives Will and Grace a reason to storm out of the restaurant. And I mean, I wouldn't say it's not important. It's not given a a place of importance in the episode other than as an 11th act reveal. I suppose. I mean, I don't know. It's hurtful. It's definitely hurtful. I feel like I I kind of, I understand where Grace is coming from No, I do too. I would be super pissed. I would be super pissed to discover that like you'd slept with another woman after you like made Mm -hmm. a whole big deal out of realizing you were gay after we broke up. Like I know you had another girlfriend afterwards. But but... I think it's interesting that Will's reasoning is that he couldn't do that to her because he loved her. That's really nice. Yeah. I thought that was really sweet. Like a really backwards kind of weird way, but. Yeah. Like, he knew that he was going to hurt her, and he had to make sure that he didn't hurt her as much as he could. Yeah. That was nice. So. That was a good friendship move. Mm-hmm. Also, sidebar, Will's sweater throughout that whole, like, sex proposal coming out scene <laughs> is ridiculous, but I want one. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, I fucking would wear that. So, listeners, if you want to send us a present, to wear it. go I'm watch this episode, find that sweater, then find it in real life, and then send it to Tess. Yep. What size would you be in a men's sweater? Big. I got boobies. <laughs> Boobies, boobies. Boobies, boobies. Okay, there is another quickie reveal that happens in the flashback period yeah. where we're we're at the one year later point. Okay. We're in the store and Jack and Will are talking and Jack is like, just casually, is like, blah, 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 because like, I'm in love with you. And Will is like, what? Hey, what now? I think that's hilarious if only because, first of all, it's, it's comically funny because... There's always the running joke that Will is in love with Jack. Yes. But, like, we've never seen it from this young of a perspective. Yeah. And it's interesting that there's, like, a reverse truth to it. Right. Like, Jack, when he was, like, a wee baby, when he was mm-hmm. a wee baby angel, he, like, he kind of had, like, a thing for Will. And, like, he, yeah. like, told Will, and Will was like, no, I don't want to be boyfriends. I think we should be girlfriends, which I thought was such a fun way of phrasing <laughs> that and yeah. so cute. And then, like, Jack, like, walks off crying. I mean, Jack is probably 18. We get no resolution to that. And that, like, hurt my my baby heart. I'm intrigued, just in general, by the show continually bringing up the idea of Will and Jack as potential partners and shoving it away. Yes. I'm beginning to wonder... Not, like, wonder if they're gonna, like, push them together, like... But I I just... I'm curious for the the push of it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I, I'm curious about it happening so many times in a row, and I feel like it must be leading to something, but I can't think of what it is, and it's frustrating to be. Hmm. Very interesting. <laughs> Don't do that. Alas, I cannot tell you anything because spoilers. Hey, since we recorded our last episode, Matthew and I both got tattoos. We did. For friendship, but not really for friendship, because Matthew was very particular on it not being a friendship tattoo. It was a me thing. But I was there. She was there. She and, got hers first. And I got mine first. All Matthews right. is a rainbow. Happy Pride Month. <laughs> Tessie's is a tree. Happy Arbor Day? Arbor Day just happened. In April. That was just... Right. <laughs> Tess, why don't you tell everyone where they can find us on social media? All right. So the main thing that we use for social media is our Twitter page. We are at Not A Couple Show. We do tweets. We retweet. We talk to people. So if you have stuff you want to tell us, tweet us there. Um, but you can also find us on Facebook. We uh, do show notes on Medium. We have a Tumblr. Um, we post the show on Mixcloud and iTunes. And um, you can also send us an email, which is notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. So, yeah, if you have questions, suggestions, anything you want to tell us, you can go ahead and find us there. Um, we also have a Patreon page. If you really, really like this and you want to give us money so we can buy you a new microphone or something like that. That would be nice. That'd be nice. You don't have to, but we'd like it a lot. All right. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening to this extra big episode. We promise next week we'll keep it down to like a normal episode life. 
Matthew's just salty because I left last week's episode a little long. It was a little long. This was a two-part episode. I think it's genuinely like 32 minutes. Like, get over yourself. I will not. Do it. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Once again, I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye-bye. This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Meow! Thanks, Eliza. Hope you like your new home. Meow! This episode was sponsored by the 80s and all of their ugly, ugly glory. Shoulder pads, it's the 80s. <laughs> <laughs>